The Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 1. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and mercy and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you know in how many of the Gospels the birth of Jesus is recorded? Kind of two. One for sure, right? Luke chapter 2, which we read at Christmas, right? That's the, the full right, story about how it all happened. And Matthew has just one sentence about how she gave birth to Jesus. That's it. That's the only records we have of Jesus' birth in the Gospels, which we make a really big deal about, don't we? Do you know in how many of the Gospels... The baptism of Jesus is recorded. All four. All four Gospels make mention of this very event that is before us this morning. And I think it's safe to gather from that that this is pretty important. The baptism of Jesus has great significance for him and for us that the Spirit led all four of the Gospel writers to include it in their writings. Now, we only have three verses here before us. Mark, Mark doesn't give it a, a whole lot of time. But if we can piece together all of the Gospels and what they say about the baptism, we can, we can get to see this real full picture of what this is all about. And, and one of the other Gospels... John, actually, when Jesus comes to be baptized by him, says, uh, I, I'm not going to baptize you. Why would I baptize you? You should be baptizing me. Right? He, he just gives Jesus a, a little trouble here at first about, I don't, I don't think this is backwards here, Jesus. But John relents, or gives in. John does it because Jesus tells him this is the way it has to be to fulfill all righteousness, is what he says. There's something here for Jesus in baptism. And there's something here for us, too. This is too important not to miss. This is a pivotal time in, in the life of Jesus right here as he goes to the Jordan River. And friends, that baptism 
It was a pivotal moment in your life, too. We see Jesus heading out into the wilderness, out to see John, out to the Jordan River. And this is the first time that we know anything about Jesus in the Gospels since he was 12 years old. He's now 30. 18 years have passed since we've heard anything about Jesus. Here he is in the, in the temple, right, with, with those religious leaders, those teachers, right, in, in the temple when he's 12 years old. And the next thing we see is Jesus here at the Jordan. And what he's doing here is so important. What he's doing here matters for him. This isn't just some outward sign of this is what you all should do, <laughs> you who believe in me. But for Jesus, this was an anointing. In the Old Testament, leaders, God's leaders, those who spoke for God, those who did God's work, like priests and prophets and kings, were anointed. Oil was poured on their head to set them apart, to show that they have been chosen by God for some special work, right? To, to be a priest, right? To, to be the one who would offer the sacrifices for the sins of the people and teach them God's word. Uh, the prophets who would bring special messages, revelations from God to his people. Or the kings who were there to, to protect his people and watch over them and provide for them. These important leaders of God in the Old Testament were anointed for their work, were set apart. And that's what baptism is for Jesus. It is this anointing, this, this setting aside this, for this special work that he has come to do. To come and to be our prophet and our priest and our king. To be that one who would bring God's word in the flesh to sinners. To those he came to save. It would be the, that he would be that one who would come to not offer sacrifices, but to be the sacrifice for the sins of the world. To be that one who would come to be the king who would defeat the enemies of his people of sin, death, and the devil. Here in the waters of his baptism, Jesus is anointed to do the work he came to do. And from that very moment, as he walks out of that river, his work begins. Immediately he goes out into the desert and for 40 days is tempted by Satan and wins. And from there he goes and he begins three years of teaching and preaching and performing miracles, revealing who he is, the Savior of the world, that anointed one, the chosen one, the Messiah who came to do what we cannot. To live this life perfectly, to die for the sins of the entire world, to rise from the dead, to defeat death forever. Friends, this is the beginning. It really wasn't his birth that was the beginning of his work here for us. It was really, you could say, his baptism as he goes out from the river and he begins that work of saving us from our sins. This is a pivotal moment for Jesus. This was not just this outward thing for us to do because that's what Jesus did. For Jesus, it was power. It was strength. 
And we get to see what a beautiful thing it was for Jesus. What this anointing was. It says, Mark says by the Spirit, the heavens were torn open. And and that word there in the Greek is is, uh, schizo, which is related to our word for for scissors and and schism. Right? So something is being torn apart. The heavens were torn apart. And Jesus and the others there saw the Spirit descending like a dove and landing upon Jesus, giving him that power from on high, filled with that power of the Holy Spirit to go and to do what he came to do. And then on top of that, if that wasn't enough, as those heavens are torn open, the voice of the Father is heard by Jesus and all those standing there pronouncing who this is. This is no ordinary man standing in these waters. This isn't just a good example for you to follow. This is my son. This is God himself come into flesh. And I love him. And I'm well pleased with him because I know what he's going to go and do for you, sinners. What a blessing that was for Jesus. As he began his ministry, as he began his work of saving the world, as he went out of those waters and began to do what he came to do, to rescue us. Friends, what a monumental, pivotal event this was for Jesus in his life as he sets his eyes on Calvary on the tomb, on suffering and death, but also victory for you. But there's something here for us too, isn't there? Not just for Jesus. This wasn't just an event to strengthen Jesus and to get him ready to go and do his ministry and set him aside for it. Instead, it was, there's also blessings for us here too is as we get to stand on the banks of that Jordan and and see these events through the eyes of Scripture, that we too get to see those heavens torn open and that Spirit descending and that, that hear that voice of the Father through these Scriptures and to know that this is the one. This is the fulfillment of all of God's Old Testament prophecies. This is the one who came to be our Savior. This is Epiphany. The revealing of the one who came to save us. But this is even more than that for us. This is for us the promise that baptism means something. That baptism, as some say it is, just an outward sign of obedience, just a way that we commit ourselves to God, is way more than that. Because as Jesus goes down into those waters, he sanctifies those waters for us. He gives them power. He gives them purpose. And when the Bible commands us to be baptized, it's for us power and purpose. Here in the waters of of, of our baptism, we see God with us. We get to stand side by side with Jesus in those waters 
and the transfer takes place. He takes our sin and we get his holiness. He takes all of our inherited sin from our parents and all of our actual sins, all the sins that we commit in thought and word and deed, and he takes them upon himself. And in place of that sin, he gives us his robes of righteousness. That's what Romans 6 was all about that we read earlier, isn't it? In our baptism, we are connected to Christ. United with him in his death, we die to sin. As our sins are placed on him, but then we are raised to a new life. We are raised and we are brought up out of the waters of our baptism. Our sinful flesh drowned there. And we are raised, united with Christ in his resurrection. Holy in God's sight. Dearly loved, children of God, heirs of eternal life. Friends, in your baptism, what happened to Jesus happened to you. And it, it didn't happen visibly or audibly. But whenever that was for you, when, whenever you were baptized, the heavens were torn open. And the Holy Spirit descended on you. And the Holy Spirit came into your heart and gave you the gift of faith, or strengthened you in your faith that you already had. And in your baptism, your Heavenly Father can say about you, this is my son, this is my daughter, whom I love with them, I am well pleased. You are his son. You are his daughter. Through the waters of your baptism, your Heavenly Father is proud of you. He's proud to call you a member of his family. And he loves you and he's well pleased with you, not because of anything you have ever done. Not because of your merits or your goodness or your righteousness. But because of the merits and the goodness and the righteousness of the one who stands in the waters with you. Your Savior, your substitute, this one who came to cleanse you, and make you God's forever, your Savior, Jesus Christ. Through Christ, you are loved. <laughs> Through Christ, the Heavenly Father is well pleased with you. God looks at you and he sees Christ. God looks at you and he sees his perfection. He sees his death. He sees his resurrection, and that's yours as a gift in your baptism. God looks at you and says... You are mine. You are my child right now and forever. When is the last time you thought about your baptism? Before the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Maybe you don't remember it. Maybe you're too, you, know, you were too small. Right? For me, I was just a couple of weeks old. Maybe it was the same for you. Maybe you do have that blessing of being able to remember it because you were baptized when you were older. But regardless of when it was, or if you remember it or not, or even if you have anybody left to tell you who was a witness to it, right, who could tell you what happened, or even if you've lost your baptismal certificate, that that's a piece of paper that was proof that you were baptized, the fact remains that you weren't only we don't only say, we, I was baptized. But friends, we get to say, I am baptized. 
that we get to live in that baptismal grace every day of our lives. And friends, don't we need that? For the times that we sin, God invites you to go back to those waters of your baptism and see that sinful flesh drowned, see the unity you have with Christ, put to death to sin, all of your sins drowned in the waters of your baptism. In those days when you feel guilt and shame and regret for all of the things that you have done that have hurt others, offended God, go back to the waters of your baptism and see there even your guilt and your sin and your shame and your regrets all, all drowned, all taken away and placed on Christ. In those times when you doubt God's love for you. In those days when you wonder how could God ever love somebody unlovable like me. Go back to the waters of your baptism and hear that voice of the Father. This is my child whom I love. Because of Christ with them I am well pleased. In those days when you wonder if God's going to keep his promises. Is he really with me? Is he really going to provide for me? Is he really going to take care of me through this earthly life? Go back to the waters of your baptism and there see how God has provi provided for your eternity. How he has made you his child, not just for this life, but forever. And if he's made you his forever, how will he not also graciously give us all things in this life? How will he not be with us in this life until we're with him in that eternal life? Friends, it's in the waters of our baptism that all of our doubts are removed. All of our sins are washed away. All of our guilt removed from us. Here in your baptism, you are connected to Christ. You are united with him in his life, in his death, in his resurrection. That is yours, signed and sealed and already delivered. Friends, cherish that baptism. Remember that baptism every day. I wonder how many times in his life Jesus had went back and remembered his baptism. Because, well, his life was a struggle, wasn't it? A struggle with temptation. A struggle to give up on the mission that God had anointed him to do. A struggle as he lived this earthly life, faced suffering and death. But as Jesus could remember what happened to him in his baptism, as he was set apart, anointed, chosen, loved, well-pleased, his heavenly Father said, how his baptism must have given him strength as he went and did his work for us. And friends, that's what your baptism is for you too. Go back to those waters of your baptism in your struggles, in your troubles, in your trials, in suffering, and even at the moment of death. And remember what your father says about you, what he has made you to be who he has connected you to, that is yours. 
There's good reason why Jesus' baptism is recorded in all four of these Gospels. We see him anointed in those waters of his baptism, and we get to see him go. We get to see Christ's work for us, going and doing what we cannot, living and dying and rising. And then in this baptism, too, to see the power of our baptism as we get to also see Christ in us and through us. Friends, remember that baptism. Remember what God has done for you. You are loved. And through Christ with you, he is well pleased. Amen.